So uh, welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church this morning at the 930 service. Uh, last week I talked about the famine kings or the, the tyrant kings of the old and how the principality is still around today. It's still in effect in the spirit realm today. So we're going to figure out how we can overcome these principalities, especially in the area of finances, because many of God's people are not the head, they are the tail. And it's time to, that we change that, that we become the head and not the tail. Amen. So we're going to figure out how we can overcome that and how, what we can do. So I'm going to talk, talk to you about some of the famine kings of, um, of the old in the Old Testament and, again, how that principality is still around today. <clears throat> I think you'll find it very interesting. <clears throat> now, there's four famine kings of the finances, which was King Ben-Hadad, King of Assyria, King of Babylon, and King Balak. Now, Ben-Hadad is the first one we'll talk about. He was the king of famine. He was a son of Hadad. He was also, Hadad means uh, Syrian storm god, and also Ben-Hadad means the son of Hadad or the noise, the son of strength. It also means to build, but, however, this is a demonic king, so it's actually opposite from what we think of building something. In 1 Kings twenty thirty four, it says, Ben-Hadad said unto him, The cities which my father took from thy father I will restore, and thou shalt make streets for thee in Damascus, as my father made in Samaria. Then said Ahab, I will send thee away with this covenant. So he made a covenant with him and sent him away. So Ben-Hadad vows to Ahab. We know Ahab was a bad king. He was, you know, married to Jezebel. So that ought to tell you something. He was bad, bad, bad to make a vow with. In 2 Kings 6.24, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, the famine tyrant king, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged. In other words, they, they couldn't build because they were hemmed in. As the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman at him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord did not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Help, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the winepress? He wanted to know, the king, he wanted to know, how, how can I help? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. In other words, this was the first sign of cannibalism. Uh, ben Haddad, he caused the cannibalism. He agreed to this. So he boiled my son, the king did, and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. But she hid him. The mother hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall. And people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so, and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. In other words, he wanted the head of, of anybody, especially, you know, uh, Elisha, because he was very jealous of Elijah, and he thought if he could get his head on the platter, then he could take over being the king once again or have headship, stewardship over this. He was very jealous of, ben ha- of, of uh, Elijah. He wanted to cut off the head of Elijah. Now, when the famine king overtakes you, the famine principality overtakes you, we turn to cannibalism. So I want you to understand this. This is very important. So when, you, when there's famine in your house or on the land, then people turn to cannibalism. 
We don't do it the right way according to what the scriptures say. His assignment is to take you to a place of famine. In other words, eating your own seed. The gift you bring, the tithe, the offering. So if you don't plant your seed in the ground, you'll never receive the harvest. I mean, you know, farmers know what to do. They'll plant their last seed so they have a harvest. And that's a principle that we need to establish in our own lives as Christians. Um, it's so easy just to call ourselves Christians. I mean, we live in, a, you know, the United States of America. So just because you lived here, many people say, I'm a Christian. But they don't really know what that means. They don't know the word of God. They uh, don't go to church. They don't fellowship with like believers. They don't turn their life around to follow God's rules. They don't do what they need to do, right? So just saying the word that you're Christian, then that means you've got to follow what the Bible says and how to overcome it. He tells us in his word how to overcome so many things. He does. It, it's a, you know, guideline for us what to do. So we are supposed to bring seed to the storehouse. Now, don't get so mad at me for Leslie's just taking up an offering. No, I'm trying to teach you something. It, you know, it's up to you, between you and God, if you give anything today. We're gonna, I'm, I'm praying that we're going to have a good offering because I want to see you restored. I want to see you break off this famine principality that's over you and over, that's been in your, from generations to generations and generations. Um, you know, it's, it's all given to God, so... You need to learn, you need to, you need to not close off your ears to just say she's trying to take up an offering. I'm trying to teach you something, teach you about the Word of God. Yes, get a microphone. So we are supposed to bring seed to the storehouse, so if we don't, it'll bring on poverty. It takes away the harvest, and we eat the seed. So we need to learn how to overcome with, you know, we, in other words, we, ha we have a lot of fear and we have a lot of doubt. Yes, Cindy. There we go. Okay. So the uh, Pastor Stan and I was just talking about, and he just said, you know, the we perish because of the lack of knowledge. Yes. And the God, Almighty God, give us a natural thing to see the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. You're right. And as a uh, the a uh, lot of people, I mean, if you got to try this, don't just have a question, don't just doubt. Plan your seed wherever that might be, yes. and you otherwise you're not going to have no harvest. Yeah, right. And that's the law, is naturally and spiritually. So don't go against the people who's teaching, trying to teach you. But nobody's perfect. But don't go against it and just apply it to you you life. Then you will have some harvest. Right. Then go from there. You go up in the different levels, so you'll get some more. Right. So try it. Right. People. Right. <laughs> just keep the microphone i'm sure you'll have more to say on this and stan you have your microphone on right so um it's so true i mean just like i said the farmers they'll plant their last seed so they have a harvest and you need to sow into or to where you're getting fed you know if it's here at spirit prophecy church even if you're watching online if you're it's the prophecy club if it's the deliver deliverance ministry if it's wherever you're maybe going if you're getting fed you need to feed into you need to sow into it because what you sow into those ministries, you're going to benefit from their reward. Amen. And so I just kind of threw that out there. But anyway, 1 Kings 15, 18. 
Then Asa took all the silver and gold that were left in the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad. So he took all the blessings, all the, uh, the gold and everything else, all the treasures, and just gave it to Ben-Hadad, the wicked king. He took all the treasures from the house of God and gave it to a demonic king. So he robbed, so he was cursed with a curse. You don't want to be cursed with a curse. You don't want to take from uh, or give, give your treasures to somewhere that's not going to be beneficial to you in, with God. You're, you don't want to do that because then you're cursed with a curse. If you are, if you are uh, struggling, there's always a curse over you like that, then you're not giving enough. You're not sowing enough. You're not praying enough as to what you should give. And that's not Leslie saying it. That's the word of God saying it. So now let's talk about king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar besieges Jerusalem. And 2 Kings 25.1 says, And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came. He and all the hosts against Jerusalem and pitched against it. And they built forts against it around about. And the city was besieged until the 11th year of King Zedekiah. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine prevailed in the city, and there was no bread for the people of the land. Are we starting to see this happen today? Yes. We are starting to see this happen. Back up here, right? And it was, there was no bread for anyone to eat. Um, so they were going towards famine. Well, I'll keep, sorry. Now we're talking about king of Assyria. Now you can find this uh, about king of Assyria in Isaiah chapter 10. He is over Ben Haddad to bring famine in your life. And then uh, Isaiah 10, 8 says, For he saith, this is king of Assyria speaking, Are not my princes as altogether kings? Is not Calno as Carchemish? Is not Hamath as Arpad? Is not Samaria as Damascus? In other words, he wanted to destroy many nations. He didn't want to destroy, destroy his little surroundings. He wanted to destroy many, many nations. As my hand hath found uh, the kingdoms of the idols, and the, whose graven images did excel, excel them out of Jerusalem and out of Samaria. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her idols? So there were so many, many idols. He wants to destroy what, he's, what is going to be for God, right? And bring uh, famine and bring lies and bring uh, worshiping evil things and evil, evil idols. Now, God will punish the king for his actions since they were done without his divine permission. In Isaiah 10, 13, it says, For he saveth by the strength of my hand I have done it, and by wisdom. For I am prudent, and I have removed the bounds of the people, and have robbed their treasures, and I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. In other words, he took from them. He readily took from them. You know, what is being taken from you? What is being stolen from you? Are you tithing? Are you doing offerings on a regular basis? I mean, you know, um, just tithe is just a 10% of what you get. I mean, people that really know the Word of God, just doing that the very first of the month, just automatically, whether they have enough for the rest of the month or not, they're still going to give to God first. And when they, you hear testimony of testimony of how God uh, supernaturally just lets it appear. The, the help that they needed. But offering is even above and beyond. And God will bless you. He'll restore treasures back to you. He'll restore food back to you. He will give answers to your prayers back to you because you're being obedient in this one little area. 
Acts is a covering for King Ben-Hadid so he can continue to take from us uninterrupted. The strategy of a demonic kingdom is to put us under famine in our finance. You understand this is a principality. It's still around today. Now, you can just say, uh, famine king, leave me alone. But if you're not doing something about it, guess what? They still have rights over you. Those demonic kings, those demonic idols, those demonic uh, evil spirits, they still have rights over you. Because you've, you say, you know, I don't want you anymore. Get thee behind me or whatever. But, you know, if you're not doing it right, they say, okay. There is a principle that God laid down. Uh, his, his rules and his regulations and all the, his statutes and everything in the Bible. He says, if you do this. Right. This is what's going to happen. I will do this for you. So it's not uh, just you don't do any part and you just want everything. It's not going to work. Right. You have to follow spiritual law, what God lays down. So if you're not sure about what Leslie is teaching, then you need to put your nose in the Bible and right. start <laughs> looking into it and try it. Because try. that's what God said. He's, no, he's not a liar. Right. So... I mean, I used to, a long time ago, I didn't really understand that. I'm, I'm not saying I understand everything, but I do understand what God says is true, and you have to sow, right. and you have to do what God says, then it's gonna, you're going to have that fruit, because that's what he says. It's so true. Yes. We've tried it. We've proved it. It works. So, you know, like, for example, okay, this has nothing to do with healing in the body, right? I'm not talking about that today. Uh, I kind of got ridiculed last week, like, because, you know, all you have to say, I command thee in the name of Jesus, get out, and blah, blah. I'm not talking about healing. You're missing the whole principle part of what I'm saying if, if you're, that's what you're believing. This is, I'm talking about the area of finances. The area of finances. They have rights over you. And we need to break that trend. And we might as well start here with the Spirit of Prophecy Church, breaking that, that trend. You know, there was going around for a long time, still around, about name and claim it. I'll just walk around this, this truck and, and pray around it for seven times and, and blow the shofar and, and I claim it'll be mine. It doesn't work that way, especially if you're not doing what you need to do, right? All right, let's talk about King Balak. Baal, or Baal, mentioned in the Old Testament, the primary pagan idol of the Phoenicians, often associated with the heathen, god, heathen goddess Ashtoreth. Supposed son of the non-existent god Dagon, which is the fertility god, the fish god, the symbol of multiplying. Uh, the evil worship they did was there, it's evident. As a matter of fact, they're still doing it in churches today, and, and the evil worship, by the way. Um, doing these fire tunnels, etc., things like that. That's very perverted. It's very evil. I'm not going to get into that today, but just know that it's very evil. Uh, they even sacrifice their infants in the fire. So really when they're doing these fire tunnels, that's really what, in the spirit realm, that's really what they're doing. They are, they are um, sacrificing their infants or their, their seed into the fire. So we need to stop doing those kind of things. Anyways, it's, I put it on there, it's outright wickedness. And it really is. Dagon, also spelled Dagon, he was the god of crop fertility. He was worshipped throughout the ancient Middle East. Dagon was a Hebrew common noun for grain. And the god Dagon was a legendary inventor of the plow. 
So you can see they have used the evil wickedness in high places to take away from you, take the grain away from you. They want you to worship and fall down to worship the idols, their, their evil spirits, and, and believe them. Well, it might be for just a small season you'll be blessed. But don't worship those, those idols. Don't worship those gods because you just turned your life over to worshiping Satan. You know, you know when um, people are desperate for a healing in the body, for example, they might go to a witch doctor. And, and uh, they might go to some of these... I, can't, I have to watch my words. They might go to um, fortune teller, or they might go to some of these evil crusades from people that are not really of God, okay? And they might receive like a temporary healing. And but what happens is they just received an evil spirit. That's what they received instead of the spirit of God healing them. So we'll go on. Baal, meaning master owner, he was the local pagan god of particular people, and at the same time, all the idols, all the idols of the land. It's found in several places. Uh, they're false gods. Um, you know, there's Asherah, Beelzebub, the Lord of Flies, and so on. Sun God, that kind of thing. Uh, Balaam told King Balak how to get the Israelites to commit sin. In other words, he enticed them with sexual immorality and food sacrificed to idols. Do we see that in some of the nail places we go in? <laughs> Incense, and then there's money given, and there's fruit given to their idol to their God, and it's enticing them with sexual immorality. So we got to be careful about those. I mean, you know, they don't bother me because I'm, I'm not going to be serving their God. I'm not. But they are, right? They do there. Now, in Numbers 24, 1, uh, and when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not, as at other times, to seek for enchantments. But he set his face toward the wilderness. And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to the tribes, and the Spirit of God came upon him. So, well, praise God for that, right? He shall pour the water out of his bucket, and his sea shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. He is speaking blessings instead of cursings. They didn't want them to do that. And God brought him forth out of Egypt. God brought, brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of his unicorn. He shall eat up the nations, his enemies, and shall break their bones and pierce them through the, with his arrows. He couched his, he lay down as a lion, as a great lion who shall stir him up. Blessed is he that blesseth thee, cursed he is he that curseth thee. And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam. And he smote his hands together, and Balak said unto Balaam, I called thee to curse mine enemies. And behold, thou hast altogether blessed them these three times. So what he usually did was curse, but he actually gave a blessing. And Balaam said unto Balak, Spake I not also to thy messengers, which thou sentest unto me, saying, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of the Lord to do either good or bad of my own mind, but what the Lord saith, that will I speak. Isn't this the philosophy that maybe we need to get? I cannot do what God is saying that's the beyond the commandment of the Lord. Right? Y'all stay with me. 
The enemy's trying to bring in a deaf, dumb spirit in here, and I want you to hear. Right? I want you to hear. Uh, he, you don't want to have, you don't have, be stripped of your silver and gold and your grain. We want to become the head. Well, the, I mean, we can say all day long, we're going to be the head and not the tail. I proclaim and I declare and I decree I'm going to be the head and not the tail. Well, if I'm not doing the right principle about it, then I'm not ever going to be. Never. Everybody say never. That's a hard word, right? So we, we have to understand that we have to overcome. We have to make a choice. Amen. Or famine will stay around. <clears throat> Balak is the curse maker. Jesus is the curse breaker. Amen. So, and I also put here, Balak is in charge of cursing our money. He is one of the, the famine kings, all right? So he talked about Hadad, king of Assyria, uh, king of Balak, all right? Babylon. Now, Malachi, we've all heard this. If you go to church any time, especially if they're ever going to take up an offering, why well, bring your, you know, all your tithes into the storehouse. Where's your storehouse? Are you heaping it up in your home? Heaping it up in your attic or your basement? Is it all for uh, further down the road for you? Um, you know, when God blesses you, are you just going to go spend it on yourself and say, oh, yippity-doo, a day? <laughs> uh, are you going to, you know, help others? Well, how are you going to sow? Okay. In Malachi 3, it says, will a man rob God? Yep. Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. See, some teach that you don't have to give tithes and offerings anymore. That is wrong. I mean, it's in the Word of God. Still there today. Still there. We're still, still supposed to do it. Because we get blessed from God when we do. You know, it's a, he's testing us all the time. He tests us. What will we do? Uh, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Right? So he's going to open the windows. What kind of windows are there? Many windows. I mean, if you want to be blessed it's just in the spirit realm, spiritually, etc. I mean, if you want to go to another level of all these things, you must just start with the principle of tithing and giving in offerings. Amen. Just start there and see what God will do. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he should not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your, vi your vine cast her fruit before the time of the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And I also, this is one of the scriptures that I give, like when I'm praying for someone to um, receive, they're, they're wanting to be, they're barren. They want to receive a child. Well, it won't, uh, if you are tithing and giving in offerings, it says you'll not cast your fruit before it's time. Yeah, did you hear that? You don't cast your fruits before your time. Back up one. Okay, on the uh, Malachi 3.10, second line, last four words. I think those four words are the most important part, part of that. That's the key 
You might say that's the key hole to release all the rest of it. That is, prove me now herewith. I think a lot of times we don't really believe God. We don't really believe he's going to heal us. We don't really believe that he is going to hear our prayers. He's not going to answer our prayers. And he's certainly not going to bless us financially. And one of the first things that the Bible says, if we have to believe that God is, and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. And if we will simply believe him at his word, he's saying what he, this is that really those, those four verses, some of the most important verses in the Bible to be blessed, he's saying, I dare you. Yeah. He said, prove me, I dare you, if you will do this, if you will just give to me and give it to me first, then I promise I will open the windows of heaven. Now the windows of heaven is, is not a raise. It's not the next sale. It's not the next blessing coming around the corner. The windows of heaven is what poured, in my opinion, about a third more water onto the earth than it was before the flood. The windows of heaven is something that was not on the earth before and is now on the earth. So he's saying, look, and I'm not just going to command that blessings flow your way from people around you, from your boss, from your whatever, however you get your blessings. But if it comes to it, I'll put seven gold coins in your mailbox to print your book with. <laughs> he, okay, and, and those gold is God's money. So he's saying, if you'll just believe me, if you'll just give, you will see me bless you back. Amen. You know, we're about to go to, Sharana and I are about to go to Pakistan and Honduras and so forth. You know, these other nations are so poor. And part of it is we take much offering to give them and to give the people that we minister to there. And they have not grasped the concept of giving. I would love to go with a teaching sometime where, you know, just give and see what God will do. Um, but they, you know, you have to be careful what you're teaching, obviously. Um, but they are used to, especially Americans, coming and just giving, 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 giving. And really, they need to be taught, you give. Right. And it'll be turned around. Amen. Right? In Malachi 3.12, And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be called a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Wouldn't you like to be called in your home? This is delightful. <laughs> this is delightsome in this place. Because God is going to turn around and open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing, spiritual blessings. You can't just say, I gave my $10 this week, so tomorrow I should receive 20 you know, this is a, as a matter of fact, when you first, you know, God will test you. When you first finally start turning around and doing what God says, your tithes and offerings, when you, when you turn around, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better anytime soon. But you just keep it up because he's testing you. Are you serious about it this time? No, I'm going to give to you first, God. I'm going to give it to you. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord, yet you say, What have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy? Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, that tempt God are even delivered. 
In other words, you know, even when there's a the tempting, you will be delivered. You will be delivered from from the Lord of hosts. You have to prove him. You have to really make sure that you're really going to stay consistent with it. You know, what if you, this question up here, what if you've been faithful with your tithes and offerings your whole life and you're still in financial difficulty? No, it's not. No, it's not, it will. And I'll tell you why. Because it's cursed from previous generations. If you, if you can't break it off, you have to do your part, but you also have to take authority over, cancel all demonic attacks from you, your, your bloodline from the generations from the past. Cancel it, sever them that's ungodly, and say, I'm, I'm turning a new leaf, so to speak. I'm do, turning this around. I'm going to do what God is saying to do right, the right thing to do. So there is curses from previous generations, but you can't say, well, I can't overcome because it's just curse from a previous generation. You have authority. You can take it over. You can change the whole way, the way that things go. As a matter of fact, like when... Um, uh, when, you know, Stan's been divorced, I've been divorced before. This is before ministry. Thank you very much. Some of you are going, what? <clears throat> well, praise God I have a, a righteous husband that's serving the Lord. Forty years, right? So, you know, when kids got married, we said, you better pick the one that God wants for you because there's no divorce. You're going to break that generational curse. Amen. Right? So you, the same thing in finances. You have to break that generational curse. It's up to you. There's no excuses anymore. So how do I do this? Well, first of all, you need to repent. Maybe you've overspent. You know, we're not good stewards. Took money from the house of God and we ate it. We took our seed and we ate it. We committed cannibalism. Maybe today... Or next week, or within a month, you need to make a choice that you are going to do an atoning tithe. What's an atoning tithe? It hurts financially. Uh, I mean, it is, it's giving beyond what you think you can do. You know, yes, it should be in area of finance. It should be maybe gold or silver. It should be, you know, those kinds of things. It can't be just, I'm going to bring an apple. Right? That's where I'd like to start, like in Pakistan. You know, just bring eggs. You know? Just bring a dozen eggs. Bring a chicken. Um, something like that. Teaching them how to, how to give, to get out of this. Out of these curses. Because right now, they're just depending on us as Christians. And I love to be able to give. I mean, I know the principle that's going to bless me because I'm going to give. We're going to give more than we take, more than we've already spent to go. We already know that. They just, we just know. You know, missions are not to make money, not to sell books. It's to give. And if we can learn just how to give, then we will receive. We need the presence of Jesus. He is the King of Kings. You know, in your prayer time, and in your prayer time today, because we're going to do the next service, we're going to do a prophetic act. Uh, we're going to take up an offering at the end of the service, right? So be praying now. Say, Lord, what do you have me give? What is, your, what is the best gift you want me to give today? Not looking at what the bill is for tomorrow, but what will you have me give? 
Uh, ask for the anointing to, to be permitted to do supernatural things. Amen. You know, ask for it. If we're not asking for his anointing, do you think you're just going to get it? You're so righteous and holy and just wonderful. You know? You have to ask for his anointing to be permitted to do these supernatural things. And anointing breaks the yoke. And in Isaiah 14, 24, it says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. That I will break the Assyrian in my hand, in my land, and upon my mountains, re, sorry, I have to look over here. Tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them, and his burden depart from off their shoulders. So if you have a burden that's just weighing you down, it's so heavy upon you, start in the tithes and offerings. It'll break it off. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed, say purposed, purposed for you, and shall disannul it, and his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? He will stretch out his hand to you. Amen. Prove him. As you go into the battle, wealth is released to you. But you have to be consistent. Amen. And part of, you know, you know me. I love demonic acts. Demonic acts. I love prophetic acts. But I love to cut off the kings of the demonic kings, right? So cut off the heads. So we're going to do a prophetic act in the next service where we're going to cut off. Why are we going to cut off the head of the demonic king and the principality and the rulers of darkness that are over your finances? Why are we going to cut it off? You've got to cut the head off to take dominion over it, right? It, you have to say, I'm the head, not you. But you have to make a change. You have to choose to do what is godly and right according to his word of God. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, which is the bride of Christ, by the way, and make his father's house free in Israel. This is before David and Goliath. This is right at... David and Goliath time, right? So, have you seen this big Goliath? Have you seen him? Well, I'll go and I'll take authority over him. I'll cut off his head. I'll take dominion over him. And when he does, all those that were serving Goliath fled. They left. Because they understood that when they took the head off, then now they, that the new one that took the head off is now king. In other words, that's now going to be in, in charge. Amen. Are you going to be in charge of your finances once again? Are you still going to let the demonic kings of the old be in charge of your finances from now on? I mean, think about this. This is a good teaching that we all need to learn. And it's just the principles of God. You know, one of the things that ministers hate to do is take up offerings. Well, I'm here to say I love taking up offerings. I love it because I know the freedom it gives you. 
I know that it's going to break the yoke. Going to remove the burden off of your shoulders. And this is a giving church. I'm not saying it isn't. And those online, they give. It's great. But are you giving your best? That's the question. Are you giving your best? Or is it just a morsel? Is it just to get by? Ask yourself that. Am I just getting by from week to week? Or when there's going to be when there's going to be famine in the land, will I be still ahead? Will I still have food to give? Will I still have food to share with others? I would say, are you giving your best? I would also say, are you giving to bless, not be blessed, but to bless? Are you giving That's because a good point. you're saying? I want this person to be blessed and they need it more than I do. And then we give, hoping for nothing in return. We give not looking for any return. And then when it comes back, many times we, uh, we have to be careful to remember to thank the Lord. Yes. Because he does return it. He doesn't always return it how and where and when we want, but he right. does return and that's a good point, is not looking for it to come back to you or be blessed even more than what you gave. That's not the reason. You give it to bless another, bless others, um, to still get the word out. You know, um, you want to bless so that you can keep those that have a radio program, so to speak, or a TV program, so to speak, so they can continue on because you might not be able to have that, right? Now we go from rags to riches. But the more important about this is we go from rags in the spiritual realm to riches in his glory. That's what you need to understand. Now, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the first thing you want to do is say, Jesus, I have sinned. And, I, you know, maybe some of you need to say, wow, I just need to start over with you, Lord. I've just done this all wrong. I've done it all wrong. I mean, that you loved me, you know, you gave your only begotten son for me, and I haven't done right to you. I haven't done it right for all these years. I have not been giving in tithes and offerings. I haven't done that. And say, Lord, I, you know, I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Savior. You're my king. You know, I want to fight off these demonic keys that the kings that have been over me. I want a new day today. Amen. I want to be the head. And not the tail. All of us have sinned. And we come short of the glory of God. But understand it's by his grace that we are saved. And not of ourselves. It's not something you can buy your way into. You can't say, well I'll give a thousand dollars today. And I'll buy my way into heaven. That's not the way it goes. You need to say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you. I believe that you're my God. You're the one true only God. And I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to follow your laws. I'm going to follow your statutes. I'm going to read your word. And I'm going to start with this principle of giving. I'm just going to bless. I'm just going to bless. And Lord, if it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's not the reason. I'm going to bless and because I'm going to receive the reward from who I'm giving into the storehouse. I'm going to receive the same blessings that they're receiving because they're preaching the truth. 
Also repent and be baptized. If you have not been baptized, water baptized, I mean, all the way dunked, right? Not just sprinkled. You might say, well, I was baptized. I mean, Stan, how many times have you been baptized? A lot of times, right? Probably ten times. Also, you can become a ministry member. You can click on where it says become a ministry member. with the Just join up with us at the Spirit of Prophecy Church and click on that. Also, click on like and share and subscribe. And then if you'd like to give today, especially since we're talking about tithes and offerings, click by, give by clicking on the link below. You can also contact us at this email address. And if there's any information, but also we'd love to hear from you that have just received Jesus as your Lord. Well, God bless. We'll see you back at 1030. Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. It's happy to see everybody here and also online. Um, God is good all the time. Amen. <laughs> and all the time. God is good. We just played that song for people to come back in and sit down and join us. Uh, but we're going to do, do things a little bit differently today. We have to kind of move fast because I have a lot to teach you, uh, but we are going to do communion. So if you're at home and you have some uh, communion cups, you might want to get it so you can take that with us. And also, a few announcements. This one is for, I'm not sure. Um. There's several things on here. I I guess we'll need to somebody to take care of this. I think this is for Passover sign up. Just put one name per line that you're going to attend. That's going to be on April the eighth. But on the back here, on this one, it is to sign up for the the intercession intercessory prayer, and that's on a Zoom with uh, with Barb. No, that's um, for intercessor prayer on the on the first and third Tuesday. So be sure you sign up for that. Same Zoom link. Same Zoom link. And then this is going to be we're having um, a a picnic in the park. Actually, it's church in the park, and that's going to be on May the seventh. I hope everybody can attend. Uh, it's it has the address here, so make sure you write it down. It's there's going to be one service only that day, so be there by ten. And also, this is a sign-up for what you would want to bring for that. Okay, this is for Passover meal. Uh, again, on April the 8th, this is the food sign-up. No leaven, please. All unleavened. So don't bring a cake, much as we like it. Uh, don't bring... I'll bring dinner rolls. <laughs> they have to be really flat, Leslie Ann. <laughs> Um, so this is for um, for you to sign up what you're going to bring for to share that night for the food. <clears throat> Thank you, Miss Scarlett. Doesn't she look beautiful today? Come here. We kind of match today, don't you think? Um, Sharonda and I are going to go. You can go sit down, baby. Sharonda and I are going to be going to Pakistan, and so I thought I'd wear my um, <laughs> salwar kameez. My salwar kameez is what this is. Yeah, right? Do you like it? Now, when we're there, we have to cover our head, but that's why the scarf is there. But, And I do I do struggle with that, try to keep it on. But they help me. And Sharana keeps helping me by putting it on my head. But Sal Warkamese, aren't they pretty? I love them. 
I mean, there are. I mean, the ones you least that I'm get, seeing is like they're so beautiful. I did make a mistake. I'll tell you this. I thought, well, I want to take one that's like more comfortable just to wear in the in the van while we're riding around. So I saw one that didn't have all the bling on it. So it said something else. I forget what it was called, but I thought it looks the same. So I just ordered that in. And then, that, as soon as I got it in, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I thought, oh, that would be really comfortable. It's just all cotton, and had to get the pants hemmed. <laughs> and then I thought, I bet these are pajamas. So I better try to find out if these are pajamas. I don't want to get up and start speaking and going, y'all like my sound mark? And he's there going, those are, you're in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so I did send it back. I thought, so I called uh, Pastor Missy. I said, I think I almost made a mistake. So I told him what the name of it. We started laughing. He goes, Yeah, you probably would have been talked about, all right. And I said, Yeah, we would have talked about, been talked about. Um, but let's stand. Let's get our service going this morning, and then we will take communion. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you so much, and we're thankful that we can be here today. And Lord, I thank you for the message that you're giving us today. And um, Lord, let us have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And, and let not our flesh get involved, but let us only hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. To be be used of you. And Lord, Lord, there's many times we have to go to the wilderness and just put our face towards you. And that's what we want to do today. It's just seek you. And so what we should do in ties and up excuse me, tithes and offerings later. But Lord, I ask that you um, bless this time and anoint this service and anoint the service to the people that are watching online. Lord, we want to be blessed and we want to be the head and not the tail anymore. And Lord, we do, we break all curses and we choose today to break those curses. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I guess we'll do offering, and oh, excuse me, we'll do uh, communion, and then we'll start with the mission offering. This is uh, the one thing we do as Christians that is a ritual. Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. As you recall in the upper room, when Jesus knew it was only a matter of a few hours until he would be beaten and nailed to a cross. No one took my life, he said, I lay it down. And yet this is what he did. And we do this in remembrance of the greatest act in all of human history. And that is when his blood was shed, dropped on the Ark of the Covenant. And we can ask that blood to wash our sins away. This represents that. So we'll, we'll distribute this around. And the only ones that should take this are people who have received Jesus. Okay? So as he's handing that around, let me explain. The unleavened bread represents his perfect, sinless body. And the Bible says that the life is in the blood. And the grape juice represents his blood. His blood is what cleanses us from all sin, and his body is what heals us. Body heals, blood cleanses. And I just said to Soon He this morning, talking about how 
God had pulled her up out of the mud and washed her off and then turned around and sent her right back down into the mud to pull other people out. That's what he's done for us all. He's, he's pulled all of us out of the mud because the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. And everyone has turned to his own way. We've all sinned come short of the glory of God. But this washes us clean. This is our remembrance. And I believe that if we'll ask him for forgiveness, we'll get those sins washed again free and anew today. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in the upper room, Jesus handed around the unleavened bread. The Bible says he break it. He says, take, eat. This is my body that is broken for you. And they all ate. Then he handed around the cup. Poured him a cup. He says, this is my blood that was shed for you. And they all drank. Thank you, Lord. Step on my Elmar, come ease. All right, I'm going to show you um, some slides when um, last year, well, about a year and a half ago, right? Something like that. So, <laughs> Sharonda and I went to Pakistan about a year and a half ago, and we were more blessed than we left there. <laughs> I think we received the blessing more than they did. Um, the people are lovely in Pakistan. Um, that's all I can say. I mean, they they really are. And and the people that invited us in their homes, they they poured out the red carpet, so to speak. Um, yeah, and rose petals when we came in, and flower petals. I mean, they gave us flowers and gave us massages and. We got really spoiled. We thought that Stan and Brandon should give us flowers and massage our feet and (laughs) shoulders too, but it was short-lived. That's all I can say. No, but um, we went um, in September 28th to October 8th, 2021, but we're about to go from March 11th to March 28th um, this year. We'll be leaving actually next Saturday, so please remember us in prayer. We ask that uh, here at the church, there's a sign-up sheet, and so up here, Melissa's going to come here in just a minute to to make sure that all of the the all the blanks are filled in. So this, uh, we want to have every day at least one person that's praying and fasting for us. And if you'd like to join us on doing that online, then please uh, let us know that you're joining us. You can email us at contact at Spirit Prophecy Church and let us know that that's what you're going to do and what day what day or days you choose. Uh, we, we went to Lahore, Pakistan, and there was a safe haven um, orphanage there. And these were the kids, about 15 of them, and they were so lovely, so full of God. I mean, they knew the Bible. They were very, very precious. And they you can see the flowers they blessed us with when we went. Um, they met us at the airport, and then you can see where I'm praying for the people also. They all wanted to be prayed for, but, you know, they're blessing us, so, yes, I'm going to bless them back, and I'm going to pray for them also. You see the, the 
the flower petals all over the table. Uh, when we walked in, it surprised us because not only did they give us a big bouquet of flowers, but that when we walked in, they turned on a fan, a ceiling fan, and all these petals came just flowing down for, on top of us. It was so beautiful. I was like, wow, now that's, a, that's an entrance. <laughs> that's an entrance. Um, and they were, they were really, they, and by, by the way, they were, there was flower petals everywhere, all over the place, in the couch, everywhere. And we went and took a nap, and when we got up, the whole house was spotless. That quick. I might have left it for, yeah, good time's sake, you know. <laughs> Not really. But they, I mean, they had it cleaned up spick and span. Matter of fact, when we go to the different um, places, communities where we're going to speak, they all did that too. They had the rose petals or the flower petals. And yes, it's busy. As you can see, the streets, this is real. This is what we saw. And it's like closing your eyes a lot when you're in the van. Yeah, um, there was a that you can see the baby on the the motorcycle. We saw on the right hand side. You can see there was a there's a child on the front, then the dad, and then a mom holding a baby. And a one of them we saw in between the dad and the mom another child. And I I mean that's pretty scary. The guys on that truck they were armed guards. So you know, we felt safe everywhere we went. They were there with us. They were they are they were armed guards, and nobody messed with us. They took care of us. Um, this is a church I spoke at. There's probably about eight thousand people there, and you know, you might speak for forty five minutes, but we stayed three hours to pray for everybody. Um, and I was just mainly praying for the women. He was Pastor Massey was praying for the men. So everybody has to be prayed for, and they want to to touch you. I guess they think that's the closest they can get to God, I guess. I don't know. Uh, here's some more pictures. We just say everything will function according to the word of God. We just declare it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Be healed completely. That'll be a preacher of your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. That child had um, scars all over. I think she probably fell off a motorcycle. It's um, my my thought. But they all want to be prayed for, and um, it's it's amazing. It's um, such a blessing. I mean, you're tired, but you do it all over again, and we did. I don't know why that's crooked. But it just you know when I'm just I don't know, rendered that way. We declare a miracle to take place in this little boy. A miracle. This was a banner they put up, and they have another banner this year, too. Uh, so, Sharon and my face is all over Pakistan. Oh, there was like 9 million people that watched. There was a, we were videotaped the whole time, the TV program there, or TV station they have there, Christian TV station. And they had 9, 9 million v- viewers. So, um, hopefully while we're there, again, this last time, because I think they showed it here at church, and we'll, we'll do that again. But this was, um, if anybody can read that, I'd love to know what it says, but at least it starts at 11 o'clock. <laughs> anyway. I'll just let you hear the music because it's sideways, but they really get into praise and worship there. This was a small, that was a small church that we went to um, in a little, 
village, really, and uh, they were changing over from a pastor that had been there for, I guess, several years, but they were changing to a new pastor, and there were some people that were upset about that, but he was going to be bringing them, Pastor Massey said he's going to be much better, he's going to bring them the truth. Uh, the other one, I can't remember what it was, I don't know if it's wrong, but I can't remember what was wrong with the other one, but um, but my message was to be obedient. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I heard from God to be obedient. Yeah, but I don't know how well they received The pastor loved it. <laughs> the new pastor did. Um, we want you to help us. We're going to take up an offering here in just a minute, so be thinking about what you'll give for the for the Pakistan trip, um, missions trip. And Melissa, would you come up? Melissa has a word for you, but she also has uh, a board to send. We need to send around for to make sure that we get all the dates filled in. Good morning. Um, it's a blessing to be here with um, every one of you guys every day. Thank you so much. And um, with concerning this uh, sign up sheet, uh, a couple of things that I wanted to share with you that I I feel are from the heart of God. Um. This is a very different church. This is not a church. Um, nobody wants, you know, soggy cornflakes with 2% milk in it, right? Uh, <laughs> give me that oatmeal, <laughs> thick and creamy, stale milk with the sugar and the, with the honey and the salt and the cream on top and the fruit on top. <laughs> and so we have a choice today. We have a choice. What are we going to serve? to those people in Pakistan. And, you know, um, when we come to God, um, a lot of us are like, okay, our name is written, you know, in the book of life, we get to go to heaven. But you also come to realize that your life is not your own and that you got inducted to a war. So as soldiers, you know, um, I know that I feel that just the Lord is wanting to just, you know, give us a little push in this direction because, you know, we're capable of this. I know we're very strong. We're very capable. We know the word of God, and we have the Holy Spirit with us. So, you know, it's not just everything on Prophet Leslie and Sharonda. It's also the gathering and the unity, the power behind that. That is how we're going to walk and send them out. So we're going to go as soldiers. And, you know, when they train the elite, they carry those life rafts with them. And they're very heavy, and they have to walk and run with that. But God's burden for you, it's not heavy. And so those who fear God, he will show them his secret. And his secret today is his love for you. Because the Bible says, many waters cannot quench love, and neither can the floods destroy it. And it was the love of God that saved Noah and his family in that flood. It was not just the power and demonstration of God with Elijah, but it was also the love of God that lit that altar with that fire and demonstrated who he is. And so I feel that the Lord is asking us today to partner with him and I want to just speak the, the lively oracles of God over you to renew you because you're going to be able to run and not be tired. You're going to walk and you're not going to faint. And you're going to be able to do this. And when you look up that word lively oracles, what that means in the Bible, that's what it talks about in the book of Acts. 
It means living a life that you actually um, is worthy of the name. Living a life that is efficacious and effective. And so um, if you could please bow your heads right now, if you would like that, to receive that from God. The Lord's sending an angel, and he's, he's writing down those people who are making that commitment, their names, right now. And I say that you're going to be able to carry this burden. You're going to be able to pray effective prayers. And the people in Pakistan, it's going to be um, like a discount. It's going to be like uh, that oatmeal, and it's going to be put on a shelf, and it's going to have a discount. It's going to be, it's going to be given so cheaply for such a cheap price that people are going to want it who never would want it. And in fact, I see when it says, like, uh, it says, pick me up. Uh, it says, uh, something like pick me up and uh but it, when that discount when this prayer is applied and this financial sacrifice is applied um and in fact it's going to be so strong that it's going to uh, the devil's going to see mess me up that's what he's going to see and it's going to mess up and it's going to destroy that kingdom of darkness amen amen hallelujah can we go to the page that we need sign up so Also, she has on here for to sign up for things we need for the children's church and for the nursery. So make sure you do that. Okay, we want we want every day filled. So we need Friday, March seventeenth. There's nobody down. Okay, Barb. How many times are you down already? Then, okay. Can you go to the next page? Scarlett, can you come and get this? Uh, Saturday, March. Eighteenth. Saturday, March eighteenth. Okay. Super. <laughs> And the 19th, Sunday the 19th, Michelle and Eni. And Monday, March 20th, Leslie and Suni. Sunday, March 25th, Gloria, Eni, somebody else, Barb. Don't speak of the date. Okay, Sun. Or, excuse me. Monday, March the what is it? The twenty sixth. Monday, Michelle and Leslie in. and then uh, the twenty eighth. So when coming back, soon he and Tony. Tony. All right, and this will be going around, so you can. Still sign up. If you haven't signed up a day, pick a day and please do that, okay? Thank you for that. Um, thank you, Melissa. That was really great. So now we're going to take up the offering for the Pakistan. This is for the offering for Pakistan only. We're not doing tithes and offerings yet for the church. This is for Pakistan. So if you would come and bring your tithes and offerings, excuse me, offerings for Pakistan.
again, remember, this is not for the church yet. This is for the Pakistan trip. And Michelle, if you could go ahead and get my PowerPoint up. Do we have a birthday we're celebrating? Melissa, do we have a birthday we're celebrating? Not you, Leslie. Right? Noelle, come up here. Is there any more offering for the Pakistan? Sharonda, you want to come up here? Do you want to pray too, or can we just pray? Okay. Lord, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for the people that are sowing their seed into Pakistan. Lord, we just claim in the name of Jesus just many souls and many miracles and healings to take place. And Lord, let us have the right words to say and the the right um, message to bring. And also just bring us as like with cords that cannot be broken with those that were around. And Lord, protect also for Sharonda and I and also Pastor Messiah and Esther and all those that will be traveling with us, um, we ask in the name of Jesus that you bless back to the people that gave 100%. And just, Lord, as they also are doing prayer and fasting for us, we also that you uh, re- just return to them just a blessing for their prayers also. And, Lord, we just give it to you. We just ask in the name of Jesus it will just multiply and be used for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering today. Thank you for everyone that's going to be soldiers behind us holding us up while we're gone. Bless them back tenfold as well and keep all of us under your covering. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Noel, so how old are you? Seven. Seven? Yes. Seven years old. When was your birthday? February 24th. February 24th. So you just turned seven, right? Did you just turn seven? Yeah, that's awesome. Did you get everything you wanted? Yes. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's a good answer. All right, let's stand. Let's, let's pray for her and, and just get your uh, offering you want to give and bless Noel with today. Her name's Noel. And I believe there's a little cake and a present for you back there to take home when you can, okay, when you leave. I know, right? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Noel. Happy birthday to you. All right, bring up your credit cards and checks and all your money. Put your hand out. They're going to give you some money. There you go. <laughs> no, wait just a minute. I want to pray blessing of you. No, wait just a second. I'll let you get it just a second. Dear Honey Father, we just ask that you just bless Noel and thank you, Lord. Just help her to just do well in school and 
Lord, just um, bless her and Lord, give her a long and healthy and prosperous life. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Happy birthday, honey. All right. You can be seated. She's going to be tall. Don't you think? Huh? Yeah. Next. <laughs> well, tall compared to me, I guess. But Anyway. Well, praise the Lord. So we're doing things a little bit out of order today. Um, we're going to be doing praise and worship at the end. And while I'm speaking, be praying and asking the Holy Spirit as to what you should give in, our, in your tithes and offerings to the church. And um, be generous because you want to break off that yoke. You want to break it and you want to get that burden off of you and you want to kill a king. So is there anybody that does not have a sword? So uh, if you don't have a sword, Brandon will give you one. We want the children to have a sword too. There's also children's church, by the way. You can go on back to children's church or nursery. Are the kids, are you going to go back to children's church? Okay, go on back there. We'll call you in when we're going to do the swords, okay? Uh, so, um, I've been talking about the different principalities um, that are still, that spirit is still around today, attacking the, the Christians, attacking God's people. And so, we want to be a king killer. We want to be, in other words, a demonic king killer. We want to be, uh, to do a prophetic act later and do, to cut off the head of them and then make a change in our lives so that we can get that curse broken off of us. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you just have struggled, like, in area of finances and even pay bills, maybe in the past, but even sometimes still now, but um, you know that that needs to be broken off of you. So be thinking about that. If that's you, then there's, there's some things that you might want to do, uh, I encourage you to do, and we want to make a change. Amen? So we're going to be a king killer, just as, like, David was with Goliath. My voice is getting... <clears throat> now, when we go up there, when we, when we come up here and do a prophetic act a little bit later, we don't want to reopen the door. We don't want to open the door for the demonic king to come back ever again. This is uh, not a, just a one-time thing to um, get rid of it. This is a lifestyle change. You know, when you go on a diet, it's a lifestyle change. Um, when you're making changes to be healthier, it's things you got to do differently, and you got to exercise, you got to eat right, and those kinds of things. Well, the same thing, the same principles go with also breaking off the bonnet kings and also the principalities that are over you and the finances. And you might say, well, it's been in the generations from the past. Well, only you can change the generation now. Only you can. And you can make a choice today. And that, and that ever go back to not open that door again. You will become tempted. Uh, you'll be tempted to eat your seed. We talked about that in the earlier service. So if you didn't watch that service, I encourage you to go back and read about that or watch about that. Um, because Ben Haddad, King Ben Haddad, 
he started cannibalism and he ate the seed. He ate the child. So this is the same thing. If we're not, if we're eating our seed when we need to be giving our seed, then we're still doing the cannibalism in the spiritual realm with our finances. Um, also, there's people that take, they, they unlawfully take unemployment or they unlawfully take of the government, um, and that needs to be changed. You know, when COVID came, then everybody, so many people got checks, and so they just decided they're not going to work again. They're going to take, take the system. I mean, you can go restaurant to restaurant today, uh, and it's like the people are not showing up. There's not enough people because they don't want to work. They just want to take the check. Well, that's against God's law right down there. That's against his principalities, his statues. Um, we, don't want to, we don't want to just take. We want to be able to give. And so I encourage you, if you're doing that kind of thing, you need to stop. You need to stop now because it's a sin. And you need to see about working. Well, I don't want to work at McDonald's. Well, it's better to work at McDonald's and then get another job. Amen. You know, it's harder to get a job when you are not working than if you have a job, then you're going to be motivated and you'll get another job. So you've got to start somewhere, right? It's better to start there and do that. Uh, cannot go back. Don't take the money for the house of God and use it for something else. Uh, keep the demonic kings from coming back for more and don't be cursed with a curse. You don't want to be cursed with a curse. Amen? Now, I need everybody to pay attention to me because I, I'm, my voice is kind of soft today. So I'm not going to be yelling and yelling at you to stay awake. I'm just asking you to stay awake and hear this. Hear this message today. It's important for you to hear this message today. If there's anything that the devil would like to have you plug up your ears, it's on finances. And so many times as Christians, when a minister gets up and starts talking about finances or taking up an offering, you know, they put their fingers in the ear. I'm not taking up the offering to bless Leslie. I'm taking up the offering to bless you. So we're breaking a curse today. You're making a choice to break the curse today. And Isaiah 55 eight says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Boy, don't we know that. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You remember we talked, we'll talk a little bit more in a minute about Gideon and his army. You can read about it. Um, there were uh, 135 warriors, and then in Gideon, and the Midianites, and then there's also, there were 32,000 warriors. And then he also, the Lord said to Gideon, there's too many. Well, they were like about to fight 135 warriors. And so, what, there's too many, and I only have 32,000. Well, immediately, like, I think, if I'm getting my, my message right, like 22,000 left right off the bat. And Gideon proclaimed to his people, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, uh, let him return and depart early. So, yeah, 22,000 warriors left, and now there's 10,000 to go up against the 135,000 Midianites. And then the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still yet too many. What? Bring them down to the water, and I will try them, test them. In other words, there. So he brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a, dad, a dog lappeth, him shall that set himself, likewise everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink, they're going to go. We're going to talk about that. Get you a microphone because you're going to want it. What difference does it make how a person drinks the water? That was my question. What difference does it make? 
Are they, you know, God had a purpose and he had a plan. So God tested them by the way they drank the water from the water. And those who went down on both knees were eliminated. So immediately 9,700 more were taken away. Why? My thought is their posture. They bury their faces in the, wild, in the water while on both knees, vulnerable to a surprise attack. Nor do they have their weapons on them, so they're easily to be overtaken by the enemy. So only 300 passed the test. So Judges 7-6 says, putting their hands to their mouth, they went down on one knee, armed with sword and shield, alert for a surprise attack. They kept watchful, but they also were drinking. And that's what we need to do. We need to always stay watchful, Right? If we let our guard down, then the attack comes. Would I, uh, would I have been one of the ones that was qualified? I think so, because I don't think I, for myself, <laughs> would have gone down on, my, on both knees and lapped from the, from the water there. I'd have cupped my hand and brought it up. Would I have been fearful or afraid? Probably. So we went down to 10,000, and then 9,700 were sent home. That's how many did not pass the test. And 300 stayed. Now, there are different weapons of our warfare. The first thing is the blood of Jesus. All right? So everybody say, the blood of Jesus is over me. The blood of Jesus is over my finances. The blood of Jesus is over my family. The blood of Jesus is over my friends and my family and coworkers. Family and coworkers. The blood of Jesus is over my church. And whatever else you could think of, you want to cover the, the, your everything under the blood of Jesus. And then also prayer. So whatever, so whatever you ask in prayer, believe and you shall receive. Right? Believe it and you shall receive. Now, that we're not talking about, um, you might be struggling in finances. You might say, well, I'm just going to say, Bill, you're paid for in Jesus' name. There might be a reason that it does not ever get paid, or at least on time, because you haven't broken the curse. And that's what I'm talking about. The principality and the power that's still trying to rule over you, because you haven't made a change in your lifestyle. You haven't changed the things that you need to do to please God. Now, I'm not talking about healing here in the body. I'm talking about healing in the finances, okay? So understand that you can come against, you know, demonic forces that are upon you on your in your health i get that but because jesus paid the price but jesus he wants us to prove him wrong he wants us to prove that that he is not going to restore back a blessing to us now let me say that you'll never be able to prove him wrong Amen. he will always bless Amen. Amen. and the more you have the more it's required to give and I, even when you don't have anything you should give I was just telling them during the break, I said, like, we go to Pakistan. I want to teach them a principle about giving. If they'll just bring anything, an apple, an orange, a chicken, you know, you get to take it, Sharonda. <laughs> just give it to Sharonda. She'll do something with the chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, go, Sharonda. <laughs> I'm busy, Sharonda. No. Yes, please do. So, um, Prophet Leslie is teaching us a really good thing. 
And what reminded me is like a puddle of water. Say that is your finance you're receiving. And if that, you know, there's a time in our spiritual age we just receive and we receive, receive from God. And he's merciful. He loves us, so he gives us what we need, what we need. Okay, just enough. But he doesn't want to give us just enough. He wants to give us more abundantly so we can bless him and also other people. But those are puddle of that blessing, and you're just receiving, and it just stands still in that puddle, and they will get spoiled. There's no outlet. Okay, you're just receiving it, and it's staying there, and it begins to stink, and you're not going to get any bigger. So the principle is it has to flow. So, you know, see, you know, they move. They move. So the, as you release money, tightness of your money, because you cannot serve God and the mammon together. So when you understand, I understand, because when you attach to the money, because you start calculating everything. But if you really trust God, if you really want to give God to prove himself, then you have to break that uh, calculation. You, you need to start a thinking calculation of heaven. So I challenge everybody through the teaching today to uh, break that thing. And if you're giving 50 always and you're comfortable in that level, then you need to break that into another level. Another level so you can go because it does grow. <clears throat> and as you grow, then your part will get bigger. And it's began to flow. So I just want to uh, yep. challenge everybody for that because you don't want to be stinky water. Stinky. <laughs> you don't float. Can you bring me a phony? You can just bring a phony chair up here. Brandon, get it. Okay, the next thing is we need to make sure that, of course, every day. How many put on your full armor of God today? Good. Good, good, good. So make sure that you're doing that every day, putting on the, the full armor of God, the blood of Jesus. And I just wanted to show you this cute little video on... Um, putting on your full armor, God, how important it is. Howdy ho, neighbor. Welcome to your best life now. I am your host, Dan D. Lewis, and I'm going to be your personal coach and help you be all you can be. You know, being a PE coach two years running at Tisdale Community College, I know just how tough life can be. I know what it's like to be questioned by the higher-ups and the administration as they look at you with your personal lack of hygiene and your improper use of the badminton equipment. And that right there, Cupcakes, gets my defenses up. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Defense. And the best defense is the armor of God. Oh, yes, the armor of God, my friends. Speaking of defense, we're going to be comparing football equipment to the armor of God. I have enlisted a young Michael Seaver wannabe. And by the end of the day, he will be feeling some growing pains. Come on out, son. Ready to go, Coach Dandy. Oh, don't ever call me that again. Oh, okay, Coach Baldy. Hey! Don't make me angry. You would not like me when I'm angry. That's the Incredible Hulk. Bill Bixby, not that Edward Norton guy. Blah. Yeah, okay. Tell me your name, Cupcake. Uh, my name's Stevie Stevenson. I'm a seventh grader at George Washington Middle School. Go Chompers! No, no, it's not Chompers. It's Choppers, like George Washington chopped down the cherry tree. Uh, no, it's Chompers. It's referring to his wooden falls teeth. You are a weird one, Cupcake. Here's the deal. I've got a young screech-like figure here, and behind me I have a case filled with cinder blocks that weighs roughly 330 pounds. That is the same weight as an NFL lineman or a rerun from what's happening. Hey, Raj. Stevie is going to take a hit from this case to show you how this football equipment works. Assume the position, Danielson! What's a Danielson? 
How about Phil Doogie Hauser? Not so bad. It seems like the padding took most of the hit. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. This is going to be rough. Now, to give you a better understanding of the armor of God, Ephesians 6 says this, that our feet must be covered with the gospel of peace, much like these cleats down here, these modern-day cleats. So, my young Stevie Wonder, take off those cleats. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. I have an unidentified foot fungus, and my mom says... Well, I am not paying you to think. Take off the cleats! I'm getting paid for this? <laughs> aye, aye, Capitan. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Just had a mash flashback. Sorry. Here we go. One. Two. Three. How are we doing, Mr. Belvedere? Uh, I think I got some carpet burn on my big toe. That's what I'm talking about. No pain, no gain. But I'm allergic to pain. Well, then you better take it in histamine, Topanga. You see, friends, the Bible also says about the armor of God that we must be gritted with the belt of truth. I think it's gritted. Hmm? Uh, my, past, my pastor pronounces it gritted, but then again, he makes up his sermons every Sunday morning on the spot, so what does he know? <laughs> well, tomato, tomato, either way, you're going to have to lose those football pants. Excuse me? You heard me. Loose the caprice, Curly Sue. It hurts when you call me a girl's name. I don't care what it hurts. I need you to take off the football pants and get off the island, Marianne. I'd rather be ginger. How are we doing, Cupcake? My bum is bummed out. Pardon my French. Stop it. You're fine. You're fine. No apology necessary. Now, my friends, this is where my little analogy about the armor of God kind of breaks down because in Ephesians 6, it talks about the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And in football, we don't have swords and we don't have shields. How about this one? Holy dance fever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of gym is this? Now, hold on. Okay, this is becoming a full house. Now, Michelle, put that sword down before someone gets hurt. I thought that was the point. All right, Tootie, I'm about to teach you the facts of life and teach you the point. My hands are bleeding. Where were we? Oh, okay. All right, yes, uh, Ephesians 6, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. And we're going to compare that to these shoulder Why don't you just take those off? Yeah, yeah, I owe you that much. Oh, my spleen! I'm tasting blood. Uh, other than that, I think I'm okay. How do I look, Dan? You look good. You look, you look good. <laughs> Last but not least in the armor of God is the helmet of salvation. Helmets are important? Well, because heads are important. To show what life would be like without salvation, Stevie, take off the helmet. No. Yes? Listen, your coaching shorts are too tight. If you think I'm going to take a blow to the head without the helmet on. Just take one for the team, Stevie. Oh, oh, speaking of taking one for the team, the team's going to be awfully ticked when they see what you did to their helmet. What I do the helmet? I cannot afford another helmet. What's wrong with this helmet? I told you, this was a bad idea. I can't see nothing wrong with this helmet. Let me help you.
So make sure you're putting on your full armor of God. It's hard enough to just get through life every day with our armor on, right? So we need to make sure we're, we're standing on the word of getting on armor on every day. Is there anybody that does not have the full armor of God today on? Not everybody raised their hand earlier. Okay, let's all stand up. Come on, Leslie Ann, you can help me. You thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you? So, Stan, you get to come up here too, then. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna read we're gonna sing this song first to you, and then we're gonna ask you to join us. All right, we're gonna go to my right, your left first. No, my left, right. That way first. first. Sorry, you you'll just you'll catch up. Okay, we'll go left first. Okay, here we go. Standing on the word, doing what? <laughs> praying in the spirit. I got my helmet of salvation, my righteous breastplate, my girdle of truth, and my shield of faith. I got the sword of the spirit, my gospel feet shod. Standing on the word of God. All right, let's do it again. Ready? A little bit louder this time. Hands out of pockets, everybody. Here we go. Ready? Standing on the word, doing what I heard, praying in the spirit. I got my helmet of salvation, my righteous breastplate, my girdle of truth, and my shield of faith. I got the sword of the spirit, my gospel feet shod, standing on the word of God. Yeehaw! Come on, we're in Texans. Yeehaw! Okay, all right. Thank you all. You may be seated. I just want to make sure that before we got going on this today, that everybody had their armor of God on. It's very, very important. The next thing is praise. You want to be ready with your praise. And um, praise is, is when you're really setting things out for war, okay? Um, your worship is when you're spending time with him and alone with him. And when we do praise and worship here in a minute, we're going to start with, off with some worship songs. We're going to do things a little bit differently. And by the time we get to some of the praise songs, we're going to do a prophetic, prophetic act with your swords. So everybody has swords. By the way, take them home. I don't want them back. Take them home but for you to, to do some prophetic acts on your own. Uh, one of the things that we need to do is to, to memorize the scriptures, uh, read the Bible out loud, um, Put your name in some places that you may need to put your name in. Call upon the name of Jesus. Always in prayers in the name of Jesus. Perseverance. Persevere. And also fasting. And then also by the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to talk about scepters. This is a scepter. Jesus had a scepter. So we can have a scepter. But the sword is going to be what is representative of the scepter today. A scepter is a staff or a baton borne by kings on solemn occasions as a badge of authority. So when you have your sword or your scepter, it is an authoritative position, right? Because you're going to go forceful, right? It's a royal power authority. In other words, it means the rod or staff that indicates authority. It's a symbol of authority. The sword, now I love this, this saying here. The sword may destroy your enemies, 
but the scepter, the, the scepter will in, in secure your inheritance. Right? I'll say it again. The sword may destroy your enemies, which is what we're going to do today, but know that you can take that right hand and you can say, there's a scepter in my hand. It's going to share, ensure my inheritance with the Lord. Christians battle against the forces of darkness, but we should be ruling over them. And that's why we're going to rule over these, these principalities, these old kings of old, these kings of old, these principalities that are still around today attacking, especially Christians. Because if, if Satan could get in our pocketbooks, then he has more authority than we could give it sometimes. The scepter is a spiritual authority in a human hand, like the keys of the kingdom. The rod of iron signifies the judicial role of the church when the kingly anointing of the believer judges between right and wrong. So we're judging between right and wrong, right? We have a kingly um, a throne there to be able to judge what is right and wrong. The word scepter means rod or staff, usually in the case authority, which we just talked about. Now Esther, you know the story about Esther, hopefully. Uh, the queen only approached the king's throne when he held out his royal scepter to her, right? In Esther's 8-4, then the king held out the golden scepter toward the Esther. So Esther rose and stood before the king. Now, that broken scepter is a symbol of a lost authority and position. In, in, in Isaiah 14-5 and 6, says, The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. And that's what we want to do today. In the spiritual sense, we're going to break the scepter of these principalities, these kings of the old, and say, you have no rule over my finances anymore. I'm doing things different today. He who smote the people in the wrath with a continual stroke. God will strike it down. But you have to do things. You have to do the work. You have to make a choice. It's like somebody that says, uh, I have blood pressure, but they're like 300 pounds overweight. And they're just going to take a pill to try to get rid of the blood, high blood pressure instead of doing anything about it. You understand what I'm trying to say? So, you know, yes, I mean, God can heal us, but he wants us to make the right choices. And it's like um, uh, people want to just stay in their sinful nature so many times instead of doing the work to make themselves healthy and cleans, cleansed, okay? Um God's scepter is fearful to the enemy. God's scepter is comforting to his people. God lets us know despite all the evil, tragedies, trials, stupidity of the world, our God reigns. Everybody say, our God reigns. He has the scepter. He has authority. And we are under his kingdom. Amen. Okay, he is the finisher of our faith and our triumph, the soon coming king of the world. God's scepter will never be defeated. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest on the lot of the, the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands to iniquity. In other words, you are making choices again. You are making choices to break off that yoke. You are making choices today. You're going to change things, change things from what they used to be. The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. A scepter of the wicked is representation of any force that is opposed to God, his purpose, his will, his plans, and his people. In Psalms 45, 6, that says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of the kingdom is a right scepter. 
Hebrews 1 8 says, But unto the, his son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. So it is important for scepters in God's kingdom, right? We see uh, King Charles now has a scepter, right? And he's going to rule with that scepter. The scepter is also used to symbolize God's kingdom. The scepter is everlasting to everlasting. Um, I'm running out of time, so can you go get the praise and worship team ready? Now, one of the conditions for promotion, in other words, conditions for you to break the yoke, so to speak, is that we have to humble ourselves. And we have to say, God, I've done it wrong. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to say, today I'm going to make a change and I'm not going back. I'm not. It's just like accepting Jesus. I'm not going back. But the today in our finance, my finances, when I give in tithes, and giving offerings, which is above tithes, then I'm going to be faithful to do what God's asking me to do. I'm not going to be fearful anymore. You want to get ahead? You want to get ahead? You give. You give. He must increase, but I must decrease. And that's in John three thirty. He needs to increase where we become less important. And part of doing that is when we humble ourselves. Do you want more Jesus? Then there has to be less of ourselves. Do you want more of his power? Then you must see your own weaknesses. You know, your pride, it's got to go. Uh, do you want God's anointing? Then you must strip yourself of all confidence in your own fleshly abilities. You have to strip yourselves from hanging on to, uh, you know, like like um, saving um, for that rainy day, so to speak. You have to make that water flow, just like Sunni was saying. It can't be stale and stinky anymore, and that's what is going to happen. And Jesus is the example. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to have the praise team come on up here. And we can go ahead. Can, uh, Tony, can you tell the children they can come back in here to bring their swords? And I will let you know, I'll stop, we'll stop the music, but I'll let you know when we're going to do our prophetic act. We're going to start off with some worship time. And I encourage you to get out of where you're sitting and go to even a wall and face your, your face to the wall like you're going to the wilderness. You're, you're searching for Jesus. You're saying, Jesus, I, I'm, I've done wrong. You know, you might need to bow down. You might need to get on your face. You might need to repent from some things. And now, this is a, this is a new challenge. This is a new day. We're going to make changes today. Is everybody in agreement with me? Because yeah. if you're not in agreement, you can leave. But I think you, everybody in here, and those hopefully that are watching on TV, on their TV, that they are going to make change. We are tired tired, is sick and tired of these demonic forces, these principalities, having rule over our finances. We're tired of it. Amen? Amen. I know we can't be the only one. We're tired of it today. So we are going to change things in the natural as well as in the spiritual realm. Okay? 
So I'll, I'll, uh, Stan will be our leader here a little bit. He'll be, he'll blow the shofar seven times. Then we're going to march around the room. So at that point, I need everybody to be ready to go. All right. So go ahead and stand up and spread out. Go to just try to get out of your comfort zone where you're always sitting. Go to the other side of the room. Just find a new place. A new place. Sometimes when we just make a choice just to do something a little bit different, we become, um, we, we decide that this is, is, this is, we're really making a choice. We're really making a change. Not yet, Sam. You were the word in the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. During this worship time, just begin to repent and ask forgiveness for what you've done in the area of finances. What a beautiful name what a beautiful name is the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus. Didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name. compares to this what a wonderful name it is the name of Jesus the name of Jesus Lord we open up the heavens pour down a blessing we receive it right now in the name of Jesus you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. Silence the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are
up your great and mighty name. Worthy is the lamb who was slain.
There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And every war he wages, we will win. Cause I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. Yeah, I know how the story ends. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Say Jesus. I am a victory in the name of Jesus. You take what the enemy's meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, take it back now. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yes, you do, Lord. And you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and it turn it for good. And it turn it for good. Come on, take it back. You take what the enemy meant for evil and it turn it for good. And it turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. And yeah, you turn it for good. Hallelujah. Come on. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Come on, declare it right now in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to Lord, I'm gonna see your victory. Yes, I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes, I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes, I'm gonna see Come on, declare it right now. I'm gonna see your that those people are saved in the name of Jesus. The that those finances are broken through in the name of Jesus. Lord. Come on, declare it right now. I'm, I'm gonna see you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, you do, Lord. You turn it for good. Oh, ha. 
what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yeah, you turn it for good. Yeah. You the Lord. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we worship you. You turn those evil things in for good. Hallelujah. It is weird doing songs. I gotta get the Bridge Bridge and Jericho. Well, I don't know. Okay. All right, so, well. Okay, cue up Jericho, okay? All right, so what we're going to do now, so you can go ahead and get your big circle. We're not going to do the, we're not going to put our offering in the basket yet. Swords. Have swords in your hands. So we're not, you up here need to have it too. So we're not going to, begin. we're not putting the offering in the basket yet, but we have our swords, and we're going to march around in a circle. So I have Pastor Stan come up here to blow, uh, blow the shofar seven times. And then we're going to start the song Jericho, and we'll be marching around. You can march in between the chairs, okay? And what you're doing is you're cutting off the head of the enemy. Amen. All right? Amen. So don't hit anybody. <laughs> Bentley. Or Bentley. Enzo, we don't want you to hit. Okay, you ready? All right? All right, we're going to go that way, okay? All right, here we go. He's going to blow seven times, and we'll start the music. And I'm going to have him go down the stairs, and we'll march around this way. You'll follow him. Yeah, I'll turn it out for you. Okay. Here we go. Seven times. Okay, it's not, pray for me. It's not easy to blow this. It sounds like a pig caught under a gate sometimes, okay. Pastor Stan, go down the stairs. <laughs>
You'll go that way. He's to the right. Okay. Enzo, follow him. That way. Keep marching. I was stacking up the years I've spent trading punches with the enemy. Ooh, build myself a double thick stone tower of lies higher than the eye could see. You can go in between the chairs. I'm crying out to you, Lord, I'm desperate. Love rattled this cage and set me free. All of my fears like the Jericho walls got a comb down, comb down. All of my fears like Jericho walls got to comb down, comb down. My prison turns to ruin when your love moves in. All of my Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down. You can go in between the chairs. Mm, truth was crashing through the pride and the blame and through to the heart of me. Mm, long before I ever called your name, you were fine for my victory. Carved in my flesh and bone. The will to have sent my soul's forgiveness And now I can see the darkness trembling And all of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down My prison turns to ruin When your love moves in all of my Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down. Woo! Oh, all my fears gotta come down. Poverty's gotta come down. Rebuild me from the ground up. All I wanna see is you. Tell me about the lies of truth. All of my fears, like Jericho walls, gotta come down, come down. All of my fears, like Jericho walls, gotta come down, come down. My prison turns to ruins when your love moves in. All of my fears, like Jericho walls, gotta come down. Come down, come down. Woo! All of my fears gotta come down. Hallelujah. We have out the alchemy basket now. So turn it down just a little bit. So get your offering. You can keep marching around if you want, but now it's time for the offerings and your tithes. Spirit of fear, you have no place here. Command you to The offering is your breakthrough. So even if you, if, if you don't have something to give, ask your neighbor to give you something to put in there. We want to break it today. So go. If you need a card to fill out, just go. See Sharonda. 
spirit of doubt. You have no form. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Envy and jealousy, you have no place here. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Go back from whence you came. Turn it down. Michelle. If there's any children that need us some money, I want even the children to put in the bucket. This round in Jesus' name, because our God raised. Even the children. Our God raised here. Even Lila. Even Lila. Hey, we'll put some in. We'll give you some. The battle's won. Have no fear, cause God reigns here. He reigns here, our God. <laughs> she just spoke the bird. Anger and rage, guilt and shame. I command you to leave okay, in Jesus' name. You need to get off the Depression, stage. Depression, anxiety, Even a card, something, put something in. I command you to leave. In Jesus' I saw you. name, he did for you, right? Go back from whence you came, cause our God reigns here. Our God reigns here. Those of you watching it online, make that donation today, right now. Click on donations. Praise offering. Hallelujah. Now you can go back to your seat wherever you'd like to go. But there's power in the name of Jesus. And now we want to thank Him. We want to thank Him for what He's done in our lives. 
and what he's going to be doing, right? And how he's breaking that yoke, how he's tore off the head of that king. He sliced it, he diced it, not to return once again. Who run to him in faith, he is there. There is power in the name of Jesus. you to be partaking of this. They did? Okay, I didn't. You didn't yet? Okay. 
We're breaking the chains of the enemy. We're tearing off the head. We're cutting off the head. Okay. <laughs> we want everybody to do this so we can cut off the head of the enemy. Even the children, I saw them putting their offering in the basket. Let's land, give me something. It doesn't matter how much this was. Everybody is committed to say, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to do it right from now on. Pastor Stan, will you come up to pray? Lord, let this offering be a breakthrough. Let this offering be forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. The anointing just touched me. Be forgiveness for all the times that we did not give when we should have. When we did not give enough when you spoke to us to give more. Let this be a time when all of the things financially that we've done wrong in the past be all forgiven. And let this be a new day, a new beginning. And that you would from henceforth bless us. Press down, shaking together, and running over. That you would cause people to give into our bosom. That you would open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. There not be room enough to receive. Be a lamp into our feet, light into our path, and show us the things that we should do in the places where we should go. That you would order our footsteps. And you would speak to us, be that voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Help us to be prepared for those things that are coming. And that we would not walk in fear, but in power and love and a sound mind. And that we would win many people to your kingdom and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, the most powerful name that we can say, the name of Jesus. In the spirit realm, I take the sword and I cut off you famine king's heads. I cut them off. We are now the head and not the tail. You have no reign over us in the name of Jesus. We sever your ungodly ties right now in the name of Jesus. Your head is on the platter. You principalities of the famine kings of the old. We say no more will you have fight over our finances anymore. For, Lord, we knew, we learned a new principle today. Even in the hurt, even in the times where it hurts to give, we're going to give of that first fruits. We're going to give of that first tithe. We're going to make a commitment today. In the name of Jesus, you are finished, you ungodly tithes. You are finished, you kings and the principalities of famine. 
No longer will you have over our rule of our finances, rule over our finances anymore. In the precious name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Amen. God bless all of you for watching online and God bless all of you for coming today and giving. And Lord, I thank you for giving giving them long and healthy and prosperous life. And Lord, thank you for making changes in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.